Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Shortly after Ethereum's merge, the SEC made some very shocking claims, and they were head-scratching to me at the time, so I decided to do some research, try to dig out some certain things, and trying to figure out why, for example, the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, made a statement that he believes the Ethereum blockchain consists of securities that would be regulated by them post-merge. And the SEC also made an announcement that the entire blockchain fell under its jurisdiction. So every single transaction that took place on Ethereum would be within their grasp and they could prosecute it, regulate it and do as if they were doing with the stock market or anything of that nature. And I thought that was very strange to me, but I decided to do some digging and research and try to figure out exactly why they made this claim and how could this possibly stand up. So that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm going to share that with you, my findings and some things were pretty interesting with that. So first and foremost, the premise of everything that you're trying to say as to why everything would fall under the SEC and U.S. jurisdiction is simply because the majority of the nodes are within the United States, or at least I should say the highest concentration, because it is not a true majority, because about 45% of the nodes that are validating all these transactions happen to be stateside. The second place would be Germany, and they're about 19% or so. So the vast majority, as you could see, is on the top. As with anything, really, concentration is usually towards the top, but 40 plus percent is in the state. So technically not a majority because it would have to go over 50%. However, because the vast amount of them are transacted there, the SEC is making that claim as to why they have jurisdiction over this. And how this really came up into conversation and why this is even a thing is I reported earlier on the SEC going after certain ICOs, which is initial coin offerings that happened, and most of them happened to be on the Ethereum blockchain. So these were different tokens that were launched using Ethereum, and most notably is this influencer by the name of Ian Bellina. And the SEC is going after him because he launched a coin and was promoting it without really disclosing what he was being compensated, and it was not really registered as a security and what have you, so the SEC is going after him for that. And the SEC made some certain statements, of course, alluding to the fact that the majority of the transactions, the nodes that are validating everything, is stateside. Therefore, he should have registered as a security and all of the sales and everything that he did, his involvement with it, should have followed all of those. And there's certain uh, disclosures that have to be made. There's certain vesting, meaning that people that are uh, associated with a particular security, they can't just sell off and dump right away. And all these different rules that really follow under the uh, securities that they're regulating. Now, in the wild, wild west of crypto, these rules are not followed, generally speaking. And we have this whole view or myth that nothing that is done on the blockchain can fall under any government. So some people believe that they don't have to pay taxes because it isn't crypto and all sorts of things that just really isn't true. And time and time again, these governments, these different agencies in various countries, they're actually showing up and proving that's not true. So for example, over in UK, they're doing subpoenas via NFTs. So for example, if a rug pull takes place and someone uh, does some fraudulent activity, let's say hacking into a wallet or 
stealing someone's assets, whatever. Well, they will do a subpoena. They'll issue it to the wallet where everything went. Now, this does not guarantee that they'll know or ever find out exactly who owned the wallet. But once they connect all the dots and they know that this is the person that is the one who made those transactions and they were associated with the fraud, well, that subpoena that was issued back in the past to that wallet will then be pinned to that individual. So that is what they're trying to do. And as far as even in the US with some of these scams and rug pulls, they're starting to go after them because really about six, seven, eight months ago, it was a total circus. Anything was going and now they started to see, well, this can't continue as it is. And they're going after it in that way. So yes, that is a good thing. However, it is sort of head scratching and really turned some heads and really caught my attention when they said that the entire Ethereum blockchain is going to be under the jurisdiction of the US, in particular, the SEC. And this is really strengthening the claim of the Bitcoin maxis because one of the things that Bitcoin definitely has an advantage over Ethereum or any other blockchain for that matter is its true decentralization. There really isn't that much of a hub, if, if you will, that the government or any of these SECs can go after to say, well, it falls under this jurisdiction. Again, after China banning it for the humpteenth time, a lot of those um, nodes and miners or whatever have uh, shifted and come even stateside. However, they still do not have the high concentration as the majority of these blockchains have. Because, for example, if it is being developed, the technology is being rolled out, the team is stateside and they're building it, testing everything out. And well, as it scales, for the most part, is going to still stay stateside. And if the adoption doesn't necessarily catch on and it becomes a global distributed decentralized thing, well, there's still a high concentration. So this is not really just something that is uh, Ethereum based because a lot of these in whichever country they start in, that is where they're sort of going to be uh, centered around. Because for example, even in China, although China has banned Bitcoin, they haven't really banned crypto altogether. And they have even Chinese based cryptocurrencies that for the most part, they're validating their nodes and everything are centered around China. A lot of their activity still happens in China. So in theory, that the jurisdiction for those blockchains could be in that particular country of China. Now, again, this is just all in theory, really, a lot of this stuff really hasn't gone to court yet, hasn't standed up, hasn't really set the precedent. However, these various agencies are trying their hand in this stuff because as this development, as this technology is happening, they really are trying to keep up with it and they're just shooting in the dark and hopefully something hits and then going forward, that's how they're going to regulate it. And as far as the SEC goes, well, generally speaking, their job is to really protect the public from just shenanigans happening on the side of finance. And some people say, well, they have not done their job with the Bernie Madoffs and uh, the b banking frauds and scandals, especially with the prime mortgage scandals and uh, all sorts of different things. However, as far as going forward, what they're trying to do is really, quote unquote, at least on paper, protect the consumer from the wrongdoings of these financial institutions. So when they're saying that they're going to regulate the entire thing, so that really falls under DeFi, any kind of NFTs, these dApps that are being launched, anything that is going to be put on the Ethereum blockchain. And in addition to that, there's a lot of things that are built that are going to be basically off-chain or on layer two scaling solutions, which in simple terms, it's just meaning that because Ethereum has its limited number of transactions, has high gas fees relative to other ways of doing things, that in theory, if you just do an, the transactions using a cheaper method such as Polygon, and then bringing the final version or the final information back onto Ethereum to just settle, make everything final, that would be a lot cheaper. Well, in theory, all of that too would technically fall under their jurisdiction according to the argument that they're making here. 
And I even think of a lot of different regulations. I, I mentioned m many times that really uncertainty in this whole area, once the SEC, the government, even the White House starts to make these statements, it makes it very uncertain for people that are in business. So a lot of companies might really be hesitant and putting into uh, more investment into it, building out more things, and they start to pull away. And of course, that trickles down and affects the consumer, affects the price of these cryptocurrencies. Not to mention all the craziness that's going around in the world as far as wars, the economy, and all that. We all know that what's going on, inflation, unemployment, all those things is just meeting with all this to make a perfect storm. But definitely as far as what I'm seeing right now, a lot of CEOs of various companies, even Kraken CEO, we have Michael Saylor from uh, his company, uh, we have uh, Phantom, uh, just countless CEOs and companies that have uh, their leadership that has been there for a while. They're either stepping away for one reason or another, but uh, a lot of them, there is speculation about the upcoming regulations and things that might be coming down on them that they don't necessarily want to deal with. And then of course, we also have the craziness of the Doquans that have, uh, you know, with, with Luna, if you're not familiar, Doquan is the founder of Luna, Luna Terra, and their stable coin that collapsed and really just turned the whole crypto markets and everything upside down a few months ago. Well, right now he's actually, he's on the run from Interpol and he's on the most wanted list from uh, quite a few countries and they're tracking him down. Uh, even South Korean officials, they, ha they, they want to arrest him. Uh, he says he's not fleeing and he's not in hiding. However, the agencies that are trying to track him down saying he absolutely is, he's not cooperating, not in contact with them, and he's on the run. So it's like, okay, here we go from these people that are starting these companies, whether or not you agree with how they were doing the things, the saying that they were completely arrogant and what have you, but now they're literally being labeled as fugitives and, and criminals and so forth in the case of uh, Ian Bellina with what he did with his uh, influencing and pumping that coin. And then of course, Doquan as a founder, and so much is going going on right now that these regulators are really starting to try to clamp down anyways. But as far as what's going on with Ethereum, I would say the biggest threat is the fact that right now there's so much uncertainty about it. Well, exactly how much influence and power does the U.S. regulators definitely have? Because the promise of this thing is a decentralized currency that can do all sorts of great things. The blockchain, it's scattered all over the world, it's independent from any central authority and so forth. And I can go on and on and on. But generally speaking, based on what we're seeing right now, the high concentration in the U.S., the fact that these regulators are reaching their hand into the pot, it seems like that promise is not going to be lived up on. So it's like the number one threat, what really seems like to Ethereum, is not necessarily another blockchain because every now and then you'll hear, well, Soul is the Ethereum killer or Polygon is the Ethereum killer or any of these other ones that keep popping up, Polkadot and so forth, and everyone comes up as the Ethereum killer. But really, probably the biggest threat to Ethereum right now is just its state of high concentration in the U.S. and the fact that these regulators might put their hand in it and then they'll have to comply and uh, be really U.S.-centric. And when I say U.S.-centric and, and regulators and all that, you might think that I'm saying, well, there should be no regulation and everything should remain as a wild west. No, that's not what I'm saying. However, what I'm saying is the fact that there's so much uncertainty and then doubt associated with how these regulators are going to get into this thing and try to shape how the things are going, it might slow down development. It might pull back a lot of investment that would otherwise be made in the space. And I can even think of certain companies that are building, not even directly on Ethereum. So for example, we have GameStop Marketplace and we have 
Autograph, which is in partnership with, of course, Tom Brady and DraftKings, they both have their NFT platforms that they're using, and it is associated with Ethereum, not directly on Ethereum. Of course, this is a, a layer two solution that has less gas and so forth, everything that I just said. But since it is associated with this, I wonder if that is the reason why they're only stateside. So for example, when Usain Bolt has his drops with Autograph, which is done by DraftKings, I wasn't able to just use my information as I would with anything and sign in and get the NFT. I would have had to do uh, all sorts of things with VPNs and just just a headache and I didn't end up getting it. So like, I wonder if the reason why they are just locked down specifically stateside is seeing that the whole regulation and things of that nature, because they might be looking at this and saying, well, you know, we don't even want to risk it because if the SEC or any of these other agencies do come after us, well, how are we going to be compliant in all these different areas? So they might just be locking down and saying, you know what, we can make our money in the States. That's what we do with our main business anyways, in the sense of uh, GameStop. GameStop doesn't really have international stores all over the place. As far as I know, it is a US base and they're shifting from the whole video game model and, and going into a crypto and other digital assets. And that stuff is just really cool what they're doing over there. But their website is 100% state-based. You cannot access it from uh, international markets. And the same thing with with DraftKings and Autograph, sure, you can actually go to their website. At least it loads up, unlike the GameStop one, but you can't make those purchases. You can't fund your wallet, can't make deposits and withdrawals or anything of that nature. So it is just really stateside. And again, I wonder if that is because of the fear of regulation and how they'll get clamped down if anything goes wrong, people lose money and there's uh, complaints and which organization is going to go through. Is this going to be a US thing or are they going to end up in court in the UK, Australia? Like, How exactly are they going to do that? And all these waters trying to navigate it, it's like to them, they're probably thinking, you know what? It is not even worth the risk of going into so many markets because right now with our traditional streams of income, we're making 80, 90% maybe from the States. So let's just lock down all this blockchain and crypto stuff and stay stateside and just deal with one set of regulators. So maybe that's what they're thinking. So I really would love to see how this goes going forward. And what are your thoughts on this? Do you think these regulators, as far as claiming that Ethereum is under its full jurisdiction or what is really a problem? Or am I just overlooking this thing? And in the future, this probably is going to be the better thing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Please feel free to check out my other contact information in the show notes. But most importantly, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.